Thanks for listening to this episode of Screen Facts with Jason Davis, your movie trivia and discussion podcast. Please like the Facebook page, facebook.com slash screenfacts. If you have any comments or questions, that's a good place to leave them. You can also tweet me at Jason Davis Voice or email screenfacts at yahoo.com. And please also subscribe for free in the iTunes store to automatically get new episodes every Wednesday. Joining me on the podcast this week is my good pal, Eric Wright. Hello, sir. How you doing, Jason? Good. Great to have you again. And uh, I'm really excited for this movie. Thrilled to be here. First of all, this is a first for the podcast. We are going to talk about a movie that you and I actually watched together Woo! before we uh, did the podcast. Yeah, and you know what? It's also huge because to this point, we've only done a couple silly comedies from the 80s. So we're really branching out and doing a comedy from the 90s. A silly so comedy from the thank 90s. Thank you for you know entrusting me with this, uh, <laughs> this bit of knowledge. And... Yeah, so uh, we're going to talk about Ace Ventura, Pet, Pet Detective. Detective. <laughs> You're just saying the title makes you laugh. Because oh, so, the movie absolutely. is so ridiculous. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, again, this is another movie that saw it with the friends mm-hmm. and the quotes forever and ever. Oh, you yeah. Know, this things one's... still fit like a glove. <laughs> and, you know, you're somebody's house, you come out of the bathroom and woo! <laughs> yeah, do, do not, not go, go in, in there. there. Yeah. Uh, released originally February 4th, 1994. Jim Carrey, of course, is the star. Courtney Cox, Sean Young, and a bunch <sighs> of other people. Tone Loke. Courtney Cox. Unbelievably hot. I said Cox. You said Cox. <laughs> yeah, oh, she. Man, uh, this was before go. Friends. You you mentioned before we started recording that nobody really knew that much about her because she wasn't on Friends yet at this point. And I forgot right. about that. I mean, she was really, at, at least with me, she was just known as, oh, she's the girl on that Springsteen yeah. <laughs> video. Yeah. And, oh, wait, wasn't she Alex Keaton's girlfriend? Yeah. And but she other did, than that. I think she had one other series on NBC. Okay. Well, and, you know, even Jim Carrey wasn't really well known I yeah mean, i saw the movie because i knew jim carrey as a big fan of living color yeah and living color and he was just great in that show so we were looking forward to seeing it but really tone loke was really the name at the time <laughs> which is pretty amazing and, when you think about it and well and yeah we were just like tone loke why is he gonna even be in this movie and yeah. then sean young yeah, I remembered her from Stripes. Right, which is so, uh, it's funny that we're, this is the second Sean Young movie that we're talking about yeah. together on the podcast. So, of course, I wanted to see her just yeah. because. Yeah. I was going to say about Jim Carrey, a couple things. I had seen him prior to In Living Color in a couple things. I'm pretty sure I saw him on a stand-up special at some point. Yeah. yeah. I remember him, you know, with the rubber face and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. He had done some movie stuff, smaller roles. He right. had, like, a, a really small part in a Dirty Harry movie, of all things. Did he really? Yeah, the Deadpool which oh man! He plays like a rock star that uh, okay. that ODs, um, but but of <laughs> well, course you know Earth it, Girls are easy, right? Right, That's right. With uh, Jeff Once Goldblum, too. wasn't he in Once Bitten? I Once Bitten, I think. Yeah, a yeah. couple things, and he had a short-lived TV series. But in Living Color was his big breakthrough. Oh, absolutely! And he's so good on that show. I remember seeing some like you're, you're just doing stand-up. Now this joke, I have to go really far back, and he just leans back and falls <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> I'm like, wow, this guy's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing about Jim Carrey, and I wanted to talk about this a little bit, too. He's very polarizing. I think we love him, obviously. Right. We're Absolutely. talking about him and talking Absolutely. about this movie. But I think it's kind of like you either love him or you hate him. There's very few people in between. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Well, and just like when this movie you know, was being made, who was the, the director? It was early in his career. Yeah, Tom Shadiak. This is his directorial debut, and it's the first of three movies that he did with Jim Carrey okay. as well. Well, 
apparently he said that after he saw the final cut, he thought this was going to be the end <laughs> of his and Jim Carrey's career. You could almost understand why he would feel sure. that way, because this is a very, very silly movie. And I've always said that there's really nobody that could have made this work the way Jim Carrey does. Yeah, when they, when they talk about you know who else was being considered for the part, well, first of all, it was written differently. I mean, it was always supposed to be, yeah, it was going to be some kind of comedy. Because they were talking about even Whoopi Goldberg being the lead role. It's yeah. Like, what? You can't picture any of that. Rick Moranis also uh, turned down the title role. which Jim Carrey, when he got it, you know, he's an artist. I don't know if you've ever seen any of his artwork. Yep. It's kind of odd, and it needs a little explanation. Mm-hmm. And then you realize that, wow, Jim, man, you're you know, a pretty brilliant artist. So I love that this whole thing that it's a pet detective. So he develops this character that... Like he said, all right, the hair is very swoopy (laughs) Mm -hmm. and he's wearing bright colored clothing Mm -hmm. because he's trying to mimic like a cockatiel or some kind of brightly colored bird. Bird. Yeah. It's like, that's great. That's amazing to me. I wish I knew that before I watched the movie because I would have liked it even more. Right. Because then you see the way so many of his actions, Mm -hmm. like when he first meets Melissa Mm -hmm. and he's eating the seeds Uh and he's just like... Yeah, really quickly eating them. Yep. And then he's putting the shells on her desk. (laughs) And she says, would you like an ashtray? And he says, no, thank you. Smoking is a disgusting habit. (laughs) Meanwhile, he's got all the seeds and crap in his teeth and he looks disgusting. So funny. So he just put that brilliance and it all made sense. It's about pets. It's about animals. He's like an animal activist Mm -hmm. in the movie. Yep. But he's also so much of a cartoon character. Oh, absolutely. And it just wouldn't have been... Ace Ventura if it wasn't Jim Carrey doing it. Well, that's it. why he's so perfect for the role because he just, the, everything he does with his face and like you said, the bird-like actions, mm-hmm. the walk. And there's so many animal-type things that yep. he's doing aside from that, like when he's driving in his car, mm-hmm. you know, it gets smashed at the beginning. So the he's, he's got the, his head out the window like a dog. <laughs> out the yeah. window like a dog when they're in the mansion and there was the issue with uh, you know the toilet. We'll get to that. But <laughs> you know, when he says... If I'd been drinking out of that toilet, I could be dead. I could have been killed. Well, yeah. Who drinks out of a toilet? <laughs> a dog, right. A dog. So, <laughs> so that was just brilliant, the whole thing. With the character development, he was just great. I saw this movie sort of on a whim. This is another one. You know, when we talked about Stripes, I mentioned that I, I remembered seeing that in, in a movie that showed second-run movies, like, yeah. you know, after they had been in the theater for a while. Mm-hmm. So Ace Ventura, was the, it was a different theater, but it was the same thing. It was the old Cinema 35 on Route 4 in Paramus. It's right. not there anymore. It's like, yeah. you know, a furniture store or something now. Mm-hmm. But my brother and I, hey, Ace Ventura Pet Detective is playing at Cinema 35. It was like, a, I think it was literally a buck to get in. You know, and the place... <laughs> This was a dump. It was just, you know, but we're like, you know what? We'll go. If it sucks, it costs less than a rental. Right. But we love Jim Carrey, so let's go mm-hmm. check it out. And I'm telling you, I, I remember not, I never laughed so hard in my life. Oh, yeah. It was so good. Yeah. I mean, when we watched it recently with my wife, she mm-hmm. was like, eh, mildly amused. Not her kind of humor, though. No. That's where I, what I'm talking about, like polarizing. Either you right. love this stuff or you don't. And the cool thing about Jim Carrey, this movie, he's completely over the top. Yes. I bet Kathy would probably like the other two movies that he did with Tom Shadyac, Liar Liar and Bruce Almighty. Right. Because mm-hmm. there's a little more depth to those. I mean, right. he's still Jim Carrey and he still does some over-the-top sort of stuff, right, but it's right. not completely silly like this mm-hmm. movie. You yeah. Know, there's a little, you know, kind of moral center to those movies. Too. Oh, definitely. And, well, the other interesting thing when talking about character development, mm-hmm. he met with Anthony Hopkins. Jim Carrey was a big fan of The Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. and. 
when they were talking about how they developed their characters, Anthony Hopkins said that he used like a reptile or like an iguana, something like that. Yeah, for and his he, movements and his right, persona. Yeah, exactly. And you think about, oh, yeah, when he's like talking about having somebody over and he... Yeah, and, and he just, doesn't blink. He's really right, intense. Yeah, he doesn't blink. Yeah, very you, cold. Yeah. Yeah. And Jim Carrey's like, well, I kind of did the same thing. For, yeah, except for Bird. Yes, for bird. Yeah, Bird. It's pretty cool. And to think that there's a similarity between this and The Silence of the Lambs is crazy. <laughs> you know, but that's, that's so the different. art. That's, yeah. that's the art. Yeah, people forget that Jim Carrey can actually act. I mean, he's not oh, just, you know, yeah. a manic, crazy, funny guy. I mean, yeah. he's done some serious stuff, too. Truman Show. Truman Show was that was fantastic. Yeah, and uh, he did a movie called The Majestic, which is a Frank mm -hmm. Darabont movie, Okay, which I've seen, and I know I liked it because I have a copy of it, but it's been <laughs> such a long time since I've seen it that I don't really remember it, but it's, you know, it's a longer movie. Let's watch it and talk about I, it. I probably should because, I, I, you know, I'm sure I would enjoy revisiting that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, he, he can act. And the other thing I like about him, too, is that He's done some charity things, but he's also, right. he gave a commencement speech yes. at a university that's, you know, you can see on YouTube. It's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah it's the phenomenal. Maharishi School of Management or something like yeah, that. And some, first of all, you know, I thought it was a spoof. I'm like, It's a progressive school. It's a very different, you know, yeah. kind of school. But his speech is very inspirational. Very much. Amazing. And he presents a piece of artwork that's made up of several different faces. And you look at it and... You're like, all right, you know, that's neat. It's kind of a mishmash. But then he explains about how, you know, there's fear that keeps you from realizing your dreams and that feeds off ignorance and all this other stuff. And it's like, holy cow, now I see it. And that's just the kind of, you know, artist he is. And that's the kind of thing we see in his character of Ace Ventura. Yeah. When he was in Living Color, he had a character called the uh, Overconfident Gay Man. <laughs> yeah. I forgot all about that character. I'm sure I saw it when it was on originally. Yeah, but... yeah. And that's the very beginning of Ace. Yeah, like his speech pattern is very similar right. to that. And you, yeah. again, you can look that up on YouTube as well and see the mm -hmm. the sketches where uh, you'll go, oh, wow, I recognize yeah. that. You know, and at one point he's like, all righty then. Yeah. But it's nowhere. It's not as. It's not as hyped. Right. And uh, It's not so, as elongated as the one he yeah. does as Ace Ventura. And what they, I just think is so funny in the movie is that it's really Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm doing something in every scene, mm -hmm. and for the most part, other people standing around watching. Oh, yeah, this is, this is totally... I mean, this is a Jim Carrey it's, movie it's all the way, movie. without a doubt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's just, just like, let the cameras roll, let Jim yeah. Carrey do his thing, and stay out of his way. Yeah, it reminds me of... <laughs> Robin, Williams. Robin Williams. Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of times they would write something and say, okay, Absolutely. Now, Robin, be funny. Yeah. And I'm yeah. sure they did the same thing with Jim It's funny Carrey. you mentioned Robin Williams, because... I think if there was anybody else that could even remotely be manic enough to pull this role off, it might have been him. But this is even beyond what he would have done, probably. It's just so silly. And Jim Carrey is probably better at silly yeah. than Robin Williams. Robin Williams has ha had this manic energy. Oh, no doubt. But Jim Carrey takes the like the cartoonish kind of silliness yeah. to a whole different level. Well, and the physicalness. Absolutely. Was Absolutely. a huge part of this. I mean, you know, like the way he just is moving his head around, mm -hmm. you know, the way he's walking, um, <laughs> the scene where he's in the mansion and he's trying to find, you know, he thinks Snowflake is there. Right, Snowflake right. being the, the, the dolphin, Miami right. Miami dolphin. And you know, he's, he's like climbing over banisters, like mm -hmm. as if he's on a mission impossible, a mission impossible <laughs> and he's a thousand feet above ground right. and he's not, he's just doing it because yeah. it's neat. And then he swings over to an open door. Well, he doesn't yeah. have to swing. He's just right. standing there. Exactly. But he looks like he's climbing it, the wall. Yeah. It's great. It's I like in that scene, too, when um, 
he's walking through the crowd, the crowded party, mm-hmm. and he walks past the the violin player or the cellist, and he and he grabs his <laughs> Just, arm yeah. and he makes him do a bum note. Totally improvised. Totally improvised. So funny. Exactly. How great is that? <laughs> it's amazing. Ugh. So the story is by a guy named Jack Bernstein. Originally, Ace was going to be more of a generic sort of a Sherlock Holmes parody. Right. And there was actually, they were going to make him sort of a bumbling guy, like a like, like a uh, Inspector Clouseau, Clouseau yeah. yeah. And then uh, they decided that he was going to actually be like serious and kind right. of badass in a way. Yeah. So um, they were all over the place. But Bernstein came up with the pet detective idea uh, after seeing a David Letterman sketch about pet owners. I wonder if it was just the stupid pet tricks thing. Maybe. I always love that because Letterman yeah. would say, this is just an <laughs> exhibition, not a competition. Please. No, no wagering. wagering. <laughs> That's classic. <laughs> so Jack Bernstein, uh, Tom Shadiak, and Jim Carrey wrote the screenplay. And although he's not credited, Steve Odekirk, who would later go on to write and direct the sequel to this movie, which to me was more of a cash grab. There's funny moments in it. Mm-hmm. Not a great movie, though, I don't think. But I anyway, liked it. I mean, I, I thought it was a pretty interesting departure. I mean, there was a couple of funny moments, but all in all, it's just to me, it didn't move as quick. It just wasn't no. as good. But Jim Carrey and Steve Odekirk would work on jokes for this movie after working like 15 or 16 hours on In Living Color. Yeah. And Odekirk described himself and Jim Carrey as two giddy idiots tossing <laughs> jokes around. And I can imagine what Great. that how, what that must be like, you know, just spitballing with Jim Carrey. Uh, can you imagine? Yeah. So after much fun. working a 15 hour You're day probably punchy just, already, right? Right. Yeah. And then you got Jim Carrey in your face. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, he's doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, oh, God. <laughs> what can we do with that? So this this movie was a, a big moneymaker, too. Uh, mm-hmm. They made it for about uh, 12 million bucks. And then it, it which grossed... is like half the salary that he gets now. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> he wasn't making Jim Carrey money then. Right. There's a good story about that too. I'll get to that in a second. Okay. So the movie grossed domestically 72.2 million, worldwide 107.2 million dollars. For a silly movie like this, first yeah. time director yeah. and basically Jim Carrey's first starring role. Right, right. That's great. Jim Carrey going back to his personal life. You know, when he was growing up, he didn't come from a lot. And one time I think he and his parents actually lived in a van. Wow. He struggled growing up, but yeah. he and his dad had a very tight bond. They made each other laugh. That was like the big yeah. thing between them. And at one point before he was really famous, this is all about visualization and manifestation and all that. He wrote a check to himself, mm-hmm. paid to the order of Jim Carrey for acting services rendered $20 million. Lo and wow. behold, however many years later, after the success of this and the mask, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he earned... 20 million for, I think, either Dumb and Dumber or one of the movies right. after that. Yeah. So it's kind of cool to think that he visualized mm-hmm. making $20 million, and there it is. That's awesome. I'm going to do that. You know what? I'll they, just do like five million. I don't need twenty. You really got to believe it, though. Yeah. You really got to believe that you deserve it, or you or you can make it happen. And yeah. Apparently, he did. Can we talk about Courtney Cox a little bit? Sure. Because she was very hot in this movie. <laughs> I thought she was absolutely. Wait, hot. wait. Before we talk about Courtney Cox, let's get it out of the way because you know we can't do a podcast together without mentioning, of course, boobage. So there's no naked boobage in this movie, right? There's no boobage. Yes, there is. We have cleavage. But it's it's the closest thing to actual boobage. Actually, there's two moments of almost boobage in this movie. The first okay. one is the woman whose dog Ace rescues right. from Randall Tex Cobb in the beginning. Okay. When he's kicking the package around. Right. That was what a great opening. <laughs> oh now my did God. you notice it's called it's HDS. Uh, it was HDS. Mm-hmm. So then if you flip those letters upside mm-hmm. down, yes. then it's close to 
know, UPS, UPS right? Which obviously I don't know why doing they didn't use an H. They should have used an N because then okay, it would be you. That's, that's true. So, I don't know. Somebody Maybe they didn't want it to be that close to no UPS. No graphic didn't. designer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, that scene where he's kicking the package and <laughs> yeah. throwing the... Oh my God, it's ridiculous. Right there from the beginning, you're seeing his physicality. Oh, yeah. When he's like in the hall... And, you know, and he kicks the... Uh, We're going field. downtown. We're going downtown. He kicks it. And <laughs> he gives him the package. Sounds broken. Most likely, sir. Most likely, sir. I bet and it was nice. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, there's the dog that he's trying to rescue. And then the guy's, like, getting ready to throw up in his mouth. <laughs> but, yeah, that whole scene's really funny. But, anyway, so he brings the dog back to, to the woman... And right, she's wearing a, a he's she might as well have her boobs out at that point. Oh my gosh, yeah. It's like, well, how can I repay you? Should I give you money or pull down your pants? Let, let me, me think. think. And then, you know, he holds um, on to the door jam and goes for a ride. What the heck was she doing to him? The way he's flopping <laughs> around and stuff, I mean, could that possibly have felt nice? I mean, maybe uh, I've just had a sheltered life. <laughs> I don't know. But. <laughs> I, I think it's in, in, an over-the-top BJ is what's going on there. Is I my guess. guess. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, when I first either that saw or it, she, Either that or she's rubbing one out on him really, really hard. Yikes. Well, exactly. <laughs> then uh, he's going to be all yeah, bloody and horrible. You know, obviously, no. it's it's done for laughs, so he's, you know... Uh, well, again... Real friendly around these parts. <laughs> well, again, it's just the physicality, yeah, exactly. the over-the-top, the cartoony right. exactly. aspect of exactly. it. So. So, that's, so that's almost boobage. And then later on in the movie... When he pulls Sean Young's clothes off, when he's trying to expose her as a man, right? She's in her bra, and that's almost sort of almost boobies. Nah, that's okay. It's like PG thirteen or whatever, age. or maybe PG. I don't even know. Yeah, but then that scene turned gross real quick. Yeah, that that went south really fast. Oh, <laughs> yeah, south, when she's south. got the <laughs> Mr. Winky. <laughs> All right. Do we talk about that later? Uh, so, all right. So, getting back to Courtney Cox. I'm yeah, sorry, well, I, I interrupted your, your. You you wanted to talk about Courtney Cox. So. Courtney Cox. Um, <laughs> I read something that apparently many years later, Jennifer Aniston came to visit her and brought a copy of the movie Ace Ventura. Courtney did not want to watch it. Apparently, she was not very happy having that in her history, which. I don't know why. I never Maybe understand because... that. I don't think it's anything she should be ashamed of. No. First of all, if anybody quote unquote looks bad in this movie, it's yeah. Jim Carrey. Again. Only because he's the one carrying the whole thing. Exactly. She's just kind of there, you know? And not that mm -hmm. she's no disrespect to her. Yeah, I don't know what they're like. Maybe Jennifer was kind of rubbing her face and saying, oh, look, I never had to do a movie this silly. Which is funny to me because Jennifer Aniston before Friends did a lot of stinkers too. I mean, she did those- it was a uh, leprechaun? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not like she that. was like uh, this thespian. Right, so I don't, <laughs> I, can't, I can't imagine that she'd be trying to rub anything in, in Courtney's face. Another thing I read, thought was very interesting, that you know, Courtney was saying that during their lovemaking scene, some of the animals got loose and they kept having like a cockatoo getting in under the sheets, <laughs> which of course that leads to too many cocks under the sheets. Oh, oh hey, thank oh. you. Be here all weekend. <laughs> yes. Took me all week to come up with that one. <laughs> you get it? Because, you know, her name's Cox and then you got thank cockatoos. You. Thank in you. Thank you. And, and Jim Carrey's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about him. Right. So there's a lot of extra cocks in there. So the the I had mentioned that there was a, a a TV series that Courtney Cox had done that was on for a little bit, Misfits of Science. That was the one I couldn't remember. Oh my God, what the heck's that? Never even heard. Yeah, of it. I it was it was short lived. You are 
the screen facts. Yeah, it was it was it was only you? on for a few years, but okay. I remember that. But that came about shortly after the Dancing in the Dark video, and okay. she had done some other guest shots on TV. Ace Ventura was the first higher profile movie that she had done, and then right. of course Friends, you know, well, yeah, happened Friends shortly thereafter. Yeah. So now we've actually talked a little about the first scene with with the <laughs> cleavage, right? All right, and then <laughs> we're moving on to he's coming home. Yeah. And he's trying to sneak past his uh, landlord. Right. And what was the landlord's name? Mr. Shikadance. Shikadance. Now, there's some history to that, apparently. Yeah, when he was growing up in Toronto, he lived in an apartment building that was managed by the Shikadance brothers. Shikadance. Um, and actually, the guy who plays Mr. Shikadance, Mark Margolis, mm-hmm. has been on Breaking Bad and Better Call yeah. Saul as Hector Salamaca. Oh, he's, so, a, he's a badass. Yeah, he's really good yeah. as a bad guy, too. Yeah, I like him. Um, he's great. There's a funny thing that I love every time I watch the movie in that scene where he's, you know, he's trying to sneak past the landlord. He grabs like the, you big the leaf. palm tree. Yeah, leaf. the palm leaf. <laughs> and he walks past the window and then he puts it down. There's a pile of them. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. So he's obviously doing this quite all the time. A lot. Yeah. Shika Dance, you yeah. know, gets him in the hall before he Ventura. goes in. Ventura. <laughs> yes, Satan? Yes, Satan. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were someone else. <laughs> the landlord's saying, I'm hearing animals and blah, blah, blah. So I hear them scratching Ventura. <laughs> so he's so over the top. You're so good. <laughs> and Ace is just, he jiggles yeah. you know, the keys. Sign- yeah, he signals the animals. And his animals, they all hide. <laughs> and they walk in. Now I'm thinking, then later when Shigadance leaves and you see all these animals come in, it's like, all right. All the animals were hiding, but you can't tell me there was no smell. Don't analyze the movie too much. This is Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Right, okay. I think it's funny how the animals hide in the appropriate places. Like the penguin comes out of the freezer, the the skunk comes out of the laundry basket, the squirrel comes out of the can of nuts, and so on. Yeah. yeah. But I love how... Nice little details. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love how... When, you know, he says, are you satisfied? All right, then. Bye-bye. And he slams the door in his face. It's so funny. All righty, then. The ass-talking scene. Holy crap. What? (laughs) Almost literally. What what a brilliant... Has anybody ever done that before? No, and and it's funny how that came about. That actually started on In Living Color. He was frustrated one day with Keenan Ivory Wayans. Mm -hmm. Apparently... uh, Keenan Ivory Wayans would reject his scripts a lot, his ideas right. for sketches. And he stood up, bent over, and started to read a sketch from his butt in Keenan's direction. <laughs> and they almost they almost actually uh, came to blows over it. Wow. But apparently they they sat down and talked, worked it out. Because well, he was, I mean, as far as I know, Jim mm-hmm. Carrey was on that show pretty much the for the, the entire run. I think maybe the last season or two he might not have been. Right, yeah. Because by that time the movie right. career had taken Damon off. left earlier than Yeah, uh, yeah, he, exactly. Than Jim did. Yeah, there were actually so. Wayans who left before uh, Jim Carrey did. Right. Well, that's a great scene. So he's walking yeah. in to the police station. He's trying to get information before Einhorn comes in, who's right. the lieutenant and all that. So Tom Loke is... Right, his, know, his, his guy on the inside. His buddy on the inside. Right. <laughs> Emilio. <laughs> I just love how, yeah, when he, he does the acid, he just bends over, yeah. and all these great lines come out, yeah. like, Now I don't want to make a stink. <laughs> Let me ask you some questions. Yeah. Do you have a breath mint? Do you have a breath mint? Perhaps have some, some banaka? banaka? <laughs> I love what Tone Loke says to him. He says something like, if Einhorn comes in here and catches me talking to you or your ass, or I'm your in ass. trouble. Or something like that. <laughs> Holy testicle Tuesday. Tuesday. I love that there's several Batman references in this movie. And it's cool because then, you know, a year or two later, mm-hmm. Jim Carrey's like, I think he was the He's the Riddler. Riddler. Yep. But there's some other Batman things. You got the Testicle Tuesday. Which actor. was never actually said on the TV series Batman. Oh, I heard it. 
<laughs> oh, I heard it. Adam West, But man. that's clearly a play on the, uh, the things that Robin would say to Batman. Sure. Right? I think the other, and this is jumping way ahead in the movie, when Ace goes to Ray Finkel's house, mm-hmm. Ray Finkel's father answers the door, and that's played by Bill Zucker, and he appeared in the next to last episode of the TV show Batman with oh, Adam okay. West. Oh, funny. So, I mean, that's just kind of, yeah, I thought that that's was... Kinda, that's a funny line, too, when he, he goes, I'm looking for Ray Finkel, and he pulls the shotgun, and, and he goes... And then he puts the shotgun in his face. And a clean pair of shorts. <laughs> and of course, this is when we find out that he's in the mental hospital, Shady Acres, which is named for the director, Tom Shadyac, by the way. When he's sitting there in the waiting room and Courtney Cox is talking to the doctor, you know, trying to admit him. Right. And he does that whole oh, slow yes. motion scene like he's right. catching the football. Oh, yeah. Let's see that in an instant replay. replay. And he does it backward. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah, the, the sound effects yep, that so he funny. makes and his movement. <laughs> and he talks like he's talking backwards. So oh, funny. It was great. Well, and then when they're walking around and he's outside, they're walking outside and he's just running around. I'm open, I'm open. <laughs> he seems the, to have a hard time letting go of the game. <laughs> he's got the tutu on yeah. and everything. The hair's wild. Now they're walking through the asylum mm-hmm. and... When he hears the doctor say, and that's the storeroom. So, half time. Half time. So yeah. he's doing the marching band thing. Then he kneels in front of that bench and just slams his face on the and bench. It, and it really looks like he does it, it too. It sounded Well, bad. the sound I imagine maybe could have been put in in post, but it really looks like he slams his face hard into that thing. Oh, it, it did. Another great piece of, uh, of physicality in that scene when he's in the closet. First, the bubble wrap is funny. Yeah, it's just, you know, he's trying to be discreet and pop, 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 pop. But then when he thinks that a janitor or somebody's coming into the room, he tries to stuff himself into the, the box. box. So while he's in the closet, he discovers all kinds of interesting things about Ray Finkel and his obsession with Dan Marino. And then we find out later on that Lieutenant Einhorn has something to do with some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And in all the times that I've seen this movie, there's one thing that I missed Right. That's sort of a, a foreshadowing in the movie that Sue totally caught is. when we watched it together. Yes. When Ace goes to Einhorn's office and he mm-hmm. goes, hey, I solved that whole Redactor Snowflake Dan Marino case. And on her desk, there is a banana, banana and, two and two apples, apples. <laughs> arranged to look phallic. Never, never Never noticed it that. before. Sue pointed it out. And that's foreshadowing because mm-hmm. we find out right. after uh, Ace does a little bit more research. Digging. Digging. And, well, now here's the thing. <laughs> Who helps him realize that? The dog helps him now. How awesome is that? Yeah, he's got he's got like all these pictures and news clippings and all kinds of stuff on the floor. And he's, he's racking his brain trying to figure out what's the connection between Einhorn and Finkel and this, right. that, and the other thing. And then the dog is like a terrier of some sort, yeah, lays yeah. down, and the hair arranges just so on Finkel's Finkel. picture. Right. Which, by the way, is a picture of Sean Young with a mustache. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> which is funny. And and it looks, he goes, he puts it all together. He's like, like oh, my God, Finkel, Finkel is, is Einhorn. Einhorn, Einhorn is Finkel. Is Einhorn is an old man. And then, when he, we, and then he flashes back in his head that he was making out with her on her desk. Yes. And your gun is digging into my hip. And then, and then he proceeds to like strip off his clothes, go in the shower. He's he's making himself throw up, all kinds of stuff. Right? Yeah, he's got the plunger on the face, yeah. trying to plunge everything out. <laughs> and, yeah. And it's funny because Tom Shadyac and and the film itself got a lot of heat from the LGBT right. community. You know, saying that was homophobic and transphobic. Right. And he said that it really wasn't about making fun of trans people. Mm-hmm. Shadyac said right. it was more about how easily Ace would be broken by something as simple as that. You know, he's, you know, the epitome of cool. He walks around and he struts Mm -hmm. and he's, you know, got it all figured out. And then, like, he accidentally, unknowingly kisses a man and he just loses his shit completely. 
So one of the things we forgot to talk about was earlier on in the movie when he's in Snowflake's tank. He climbs up out of the tank, but he's got this voice going. You know, he's doing this German voice. This dolphin yeah. trainer. To train the dolphin, you must think like the dolphin. You must be getting inside the dolphin's head. I am saying to Snowflake, Aka, 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 aka. And he's saying, Aka, 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 aka. But you can quote him. And it's great <laughs> because his brilliance is yeah. just shown. Yeah, he knows, he knows how to like take a situation and make it work. But I remember that whole scene was not in the theater. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, added for the home video yeah, release. which is hilarious. I'm glad it's there. Mm -hmm. So in the beginning, you know, the big thing is that he's trying to catch this albino pigeon for a $25,000 reward. But then they, they come full circle at the end of the movie when he's at the game. Right. And the, he sees the bird on top of the Gatorade. Right, cooler. right. And he goes trying to sneak up on it, and then the, the mascot for the Eagles like swoops it away, <laughs> right? And and gets some Gatorade. Yeah, so. and he goes, "Thanks, Polly." <laughs> and he jumps on him and, and starts beating the crap out of the bird. It's just great and so then, funny. And then it's put up on the jumbotron. Yeah, just the just the idea of him punching the big giant eagle head on the, on the mascot <laughs> is so right. funny looking. And, you know, as he's punching, you know, yeah. the head is collapsing in it's hilarious yeah, it's good that they kind of brought everything full circle in the end i like that that was a really good ending very cool yeah well eric thanks so much for joining me for another episode and thanks to you for listening what are your favorite scenes from this movie remember you can leave your comments and questions at our facebook page facebook.com slash screen facts you can also tweet me at jason davis voice or email screenfacts at yahoo.com don't forget to help out the show by giving us a rating and commenting on iTunes. You can support the show by buying Screen Facts merchandise on the podcast page of jasondavisvoice.com, show theme music by audionautics.com, and thanks to wickedradionetwork.com and our announcer Kim from kimsvoice.com. All righty then. Screen Facts with Jason Davis is a production of Jason Davis VoiceOver. Visit jasondavisvoice.com if you need a voice for a commercial, narration, promo, internet video, e-learning or training program, and more. Click on the podcast page to get information about where you can download and listen to past episodes. Listen again next Wednesday for a new episode of Screen Facts with Jason Davis.